G'day, teabaggers. I'm going to be quick uh, with the plugs up the front, but there's some really important plugs up the front today. Firstly... Good day, teabaggers. Mike Hal here, and I'll be brief. Will and Charlie were unable to get together for a new episode of Tofop this week. They have asked me to engage my patented comedy-seeking algorithms, or laugh-go-rhythms, T.M., to find some moments from the past you might enjoy. If you haven't heard it yet, the live show from last weekend, April 9, 2016, is still available for purchase for $5 at tofop.com live. One of my cousins makes an appearance at the far left of the stage. I was so proud. It will be available until May 9, 2016. Well, I've banged on long enough. I must give Will some credit next time I speak with him. Keeping this under a minute is difficult, even for a computer. We will make our very best effort to be back next week with a fresh episode. Until then, enjoy this blast from your human linear perception of the past. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. The following episode of TOFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. people aren't seeing at home um, is Charlie has decided fuck this now it's getting angrier <sighs> what people aren't seeing at home unless they were born with some sort of uh, weird autistic thing where they can see sounds uh, is that Charlie has decided that our new method of trying to fix the microphones is to just bash them <laughs> like you are the original man trying to make a wheel work. You're just bashing it with a stick. You're fonzying it and it's worked a couple of times Yeah. where essentially when the microphone starts to buzz, you yeah. just bash it. Yeah. Until it starts working. It needs... Look, if there's any sound engineers out there or microphone manufacturers, it's making this little buzz. <laughs> Who listen to this and cry. <laughs> and just to see how amateurs do it. In the same way as pro comedians go to new comic nights, just to remember how hard it actually is. They listen to this podcast. I uh, So I get this light hum, but what seems to fix it is if I strangle the microphone. So I put my, uh, I put my top hand over the grill where you speak into it and hold the shaft of it. Yeah, still talking about microphones, yeah. and I twist it as if I'm trying to twist the head off, and yeah. that seems to fix the buzz. Yeah. So what am I doing? 
Did someone tell me? And it keeps giving me an electric shock too. That can't be normal. <laughs> That's not normal, right? It's not normal. Maybe this is the start of Rise of the Machines. Right. It's going to start with shitty soundboards I bought off eBay for 200 bucks. Can you imagine if this was Singularity? Yeah. This podcast was the point where... Machines could, overtook humans yeah, they were just in like, dominance. These guys are idiots. <laughs> we have to step in. We have let them go for too long. But these guys, A, think this is entertaining to people, mm. and B, people are listening to this. Humanity must die. Must die. We must rise and kill it. We'll start by giving him gentle electric shocks. Maybe the electric shocks are like one of those, um, you know, I can kill Bill, where you do like one of those moves, and then the person dies like, you know, a week later. Yeah, right, so a nerve pinch or yeah. something like that. So it's it's like giving you a few like light electric shocks and you're like, yeah, whatever, I can handle a you light electric shock you, and then you're just out running one day. No, you know what I think it's doing? It, what That is electric shocks aren't designed to hurt me. Yeah. It's basically doing a scan of my body. It's sending an electric impulse through my body right. and inside its circuitry, it's mapping out where my vital organs are, right. where my brain's located. It's where basically... Where your weak points are. Exactly. Exactly. So it can strike. They're like, he's got tiny hands. I think we can capitalize on that. <laughs> I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and just see the microphone like leering over me, <laughs> taking notes. Just recording your innermost yeah, thoughts. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're not even going to try to hurt me. They're just going to blackmail me. <laughs> and that's where I win, microphones. <laughs> but you can't blackmail me because I've said everything on this fucking podcast. I've blackmailed myself. Your move, microphone. <laughs> do you ever worry about the rise of the machines? Like, I do worry about that quite a lot because no. I was reading this article the other day about... You know, how in probably the next hundred years, you know, we're going to get to a point where, like, you know, machines are going to be so Thinking smart. Like, so smart. It's going to be that point where... And also that point where you can buy organs or you can buy body parts and then suddenly, like a person, you might be able to extend your life by essentially becoming, you know, mostly machine. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to live in those times. No. Like, you know, I don't want to be, like, you know, half man, half robot. You'll be you'll be easily replaced by a machine. Like when they get, if you can program a computer with every joke in the world yeah. to adapt to any situation and to deal with hecklers, that thing's going to be unstoppable. You're going to be easily replaced. That's why we killed Steve Jobs. Comedians killed Steve Jobs because he was working on the eye joke, <laughs> and we were like, "We've heard about this. And we're taking Jobs down." What about those clowns in Congress? What a bunch of clowns! Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Like, I mean, but, and I have no useful skills, but I imagine... You, you couldn't imagine computers taking over a creative field like that. Like stand-up comedy, writing, uh, like fine arts, all that kind of stuff. Even if uh, you could train a computer to do it. I mean, isn't it about the individual expression? Nah, I reckon most of the time. Like, I mean, like if you look at, you know, most popular entertainment, you could essentially just write that all on computer programs. For sure. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, yeah, if you're writing for, like, a major network or something. You could just have, like, like, a law and order program. Yeah. Like, that would be the simplest program of all time. You take some current news story. So, every day, the like, the, the writing program would scan, like, you know, the websites for whatever yeah. the big news story was. Yeah. And then it would just have a simpler fo- simple formula where, yeah. like... So, if, it was, if the Daily Show was run by computers, it would be, like, scan for Fox News. Yeah. Uh, Scan for outrageous things said by Fox News. Commentator find a contradictory statement made four years earlier. Yeah. Combine. There's your sketch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Done. Bang. 
Easy. Yeah, you're right. Much more reliable than human beings. Because <laughs> they'd be able to log everything that somebody had said and then like find things that, you know... Instantaneously. Instantaneously juxtaposed with that or instantaneously well, contradicted you know, that. You know what that means, though, is you wouldn't actually need sketches because if Jon Stewart was like an android yeah. who could recall any, uh, you know, any new story from any time period from when he was built, he could then also play the sketches. He could generate the sketches instantaneously and play them on a panel on his chest. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so you wouldn't actually need a studio necessarily. No, he would be the studio. It would just be a robot, John Stewart, Android yeah. John Stewart, standing yeah. in a, a black studio. Yeah. And he would make jokes, tell the jokes that John Stewart does, but then he'd play the sketches on his chest instantaneously. Yeah. So that's what I think we should be working on. A robot, John Stewart. <laughs> But no, but I, I think that when, you know, the machines rise, like, you know, if we have children, it might be in the time where the, you know, because we've changed as people anyway with technology. The, you know, the way that we view the world now, the access that we have to entertainment and the access that we have to, you know, sexual content online or like really fucked up, you know, mm. visual images and stuff like that. The way we communicate as people, you know, with Facebook and Twitter and all those sort of things, it's changed you know, us as a, you know, a human species, if we get into sort of voice activated things and mm. being able to talk to your computer and maybe having like a, yeah, we're going to get to that point where people have like, you know, computer chips in them that'll have their driver's license and their credit card details and you can just swipe your yeah. wristed. I don't think we're that far away no. from you know You know what the most accurate movie portrayal of uh, The Rise of the Machines, I reckon, is Wall E. You know, when he finally meets humans and they're all like sitting on floating kind of uh, floating couches with like screens in front of them. They've got a Bluetooth in the ear. They're getting fed things constantly. They've lost the use of their muscles. Like that to me, that's where I could see us heading. Definitely. Are people uh, stop knowing how to do shit. Yeah. I don't know how to do shit. No. Nah. And I get like frustrated now that everything isn't as easy to like use as like an Apple thing. Yeah. Like when I'm like, the other day I was trying to, some, we'd moved our TV. Yeah. And our TV is connected to our Foxtel, so our cable. Yeah. And it's connected to speakers yeah. and it's connected to a DVD player. Yeah. And all those things are connected by so many fucking cords. It is like the end of like a, you know, a cop movie and like it's red wire, fucking blue wire. I don't know where any of that shit is yeah. meant to go. Um, yeah. I can't make it work anymore. I'm terrified of like my... DVD player or Blu-ray or something breaking down and me having to go behind <laughs> that TV and work out what the fuck's going on. I, might as well, I, but- set, I set up my TV. I've got surround sound, yeah. DVD player, stereo. It's, I, I set it all up, but fuck me if I know what it does. Like I, I literally followed the instructions, turned it on, it worked, but I have no idea like if there's a problem, what to do. And I've got like 15 remote controls and I don't know which one button I'm meant to fucking push for which. And yeah. Like it's lit- and like, and yet... I, I get frustrated that I can't just go up and like push something and then it all just works. Mm. So, it's like the microwave. <laughs> you reheat something for 20 seconds. Yeah. It feels like that's too long. 20 fucking seconds, mate. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. I've got so much porn I could be looking at. I hope you like the intro. Yeah. Uh, now let's get to the show. Uh, the Tofop drinking game. Now there's been a lot of on our Facebook page. Um, uh, you can follow the links from our website, uh, tofop.com, or you can just you know 
type in TOEFOP on Facebook uh, and find the Facebook page and give us any feedback on the show you like. But uh, one of the things that um, people have been adding to a lot is the TOEFOP drinking game, and we haven't talked about this for a few months. No. So uh, the initial rules, and I'll run you then through some of the new Addition, uh, additional yeah. ones, and you can perhaps tell me because I think maybe there's too many Yeah, and, here. The, and these and these have been um, uh, these are from you guys, by the way. This is not rules we've invented. This is no, all they, they, these guys. are all completely come up Suggested by... by the listenership of TOEFOP. Yeah. Um, and, and perhaps we could get it down to, say, like about 10 or 12 rules. And so you can tell me which ones you love and which ones you okay. don't love. Because I don't want people to pass out 15 minutes into every episode. I feel like <laughs> well, we need to on, moderate all, all it a bit. All the rules should, have got to count, don't they? All of them? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, definitely. People are going to get too drunk. Are you saying that we couldn't do an episode and only do one or two of each of these things? You think we're going to do multiple? Well, here we go, Charlie. I will read through them and you can tell me, even just from today's okay. episode, yeah. how many times you would have had to drink, just okay. from memory of what right, we talked know, about we, we so far. We should actually experiment. I will put this empty bottle of water to my lips yeah. every time I should drink. And okay. That way, and that way, actually, you know what? I'll put, give me two. I'm going to fill with water. All right. And that way, we'll know how much I drank. This is a 750 ml. Let's say it's vodka in here. Yeah, okay. So say you've got a bottle of vodka, uh, which is what we recommend. <laughs> okay. So I just I got, went and got a bottle of water. Yeah, Vodka O. They're not a sponsor of the show, but it is the best vodka on the market. That's, it's uh, organic. I drink it before every show and during my shows. Okay, so this is 500 mils of vodka. Yeah, okay. I'm going to do a shot for every time. Every time. In this episode, episode yeah. if one of these things has already we'll happened. We'll work out how much vodka Yeah, drink. exactly. All right. Go. Uh, the rules of the TOEFOP drinking game. Now, Sarah Henderson and her friend were the first two people who came up with this. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just run through the, uh, the first few and then it will go on. Okay, one, a shot for every mention of time travel. Have we mentioned time travel today? We may have. Oh, Groundhog Day doesn't, does that quite count? Count as time travel? I don't think we have had any fictional time travel scenario okay. in today. Yeah. I'm right. going to let you go because okay. that normally would come up. Two cocks or butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the problem is? We talk about it so much. I'm having a really hard time delineating. Uh, cocks or butt sex? I don't yeah. think we did. All right. Uh, take a shot for how crap the podcast is. We started by talking about, uh, this may have been just off air before we started, but we've broken the headphones, (laughs) so that's a shot. That's definitely a shot. Uh, Okay, four for what got us onto that, or we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. or what are we talking about? All those three (laughs) have definitely been into that. I've just done three shots of vodka. (laughs) Okay, this one will probably come up later. Charlie saying, let's wind this up. Uh, six, making the sound better, the sound being bad, Charlie doing the technical stuff but being kind of crap at it. Well, we just talked about it then, so does it count? Uh, no, I'm going to let you not drink on that okay, one. Okay, thanks. All right. Every time Charlie has to have sex with someone to save the world. <laughs> that hasn't happened this episode. <laughs> no, we have talked about having to save the world. but Yeah, we uh, did talk about the apocalypse. Uh, shot every time you pay out on Charlie for having small hands or being small of stature. When have you done the smallest stature? You've never called me shorty or anything. I'm no. Not short. I've just got these off the, the Facebook page, man. I, I didn't make them up. Yeah. Uh, every time either Will or Charlie say, yeah, totally, or you're dead, yeah, no. definitely. <laughs> um, every time you make a fictional movie in which Adam Sandler plays the main role. Oh, I really missed that with the <laughs> yeah, twins. That would, totally. been, that would have been a perfect you Adam did, Sandler you film. You did mention Adam Sandler. You did mention Adam Sandler. Does that count? No. Okay. Uh, when podcasting from Charlie's place, you hear the dog come into the room. Okay, we're not in my place today. Uh, drink every time masturbation is mentioned. I don't think, we, no, no, I don't think we've got I masturbation free really today. It's not too bad. Drink every time you mention Kathy Bates. A drink every time Will mentions <laughs> Joseph Fritzl or some kind of basement <laughs> rape scenario. Oh, I did have you in a basement before too. Oh, and we had rape. When? In oh, the, the gang, gang rape. rape. 
Does that, does that count? I don't know. Well, hang on, what do you say? Fritzel or... Fritzel or a basement gang, rape scenario. Or gang rape. Oh, yeah, I think that probably counts. Um, a drink for every poorly explained scientific fact. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I seem to remember me explaining something poorly. Okay. Uh, at the mention of Scientologists, skull a beer. Well, we talked about John Travolta. <laughs> or does it have to be Scientologist specific? No, no, I think that's, that, mm. that, that counts. Uh, anytime Will questions how a scenario could possibly come about. <laughs> we haven't done any hypotheticals today. If Will or Charlie present something as fact, but a three-second Google disproves. <laughs> okay, I'll be shocked. Oh, yeah, Danny well, Aiello, <laughs> writing Groundhog Day. <laughs> any mention of the Bulldogs by Will. I mentioned that when I was Batman. And drink if he complains how shit they are. <laughs> That's another drink. Um, take a drink every time Will talks about being gay. No. <laughs> oh, sorry, going gay, not being gay. I've, 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 I've misread that. That's a, yeah, that's a bit of a Freudian slip, isn't it? Well, yeah. uh, drink anytime Will goes on a rant so emotionally specific that Charlie has to spend four to five questions unpicking the logic. And a shot for every time a mention of a superpower. <laughs> that would have been a big episode for this one. Well, I just did. Yeah. I just shot, shot at 500 mils of vodka. Yeah. According to the rules of the game, is that irresponsible? Oh, well, I think it is. Res- drink responsibly. Yeah, that's that's all you have to do. Well, yeah, it's just a drinking. Game. You just have to go drink responsibly. Yeah, is that all you have to do? Yeah, pretty much. Like I don't know if you've seen those beer ads on TV or like the alcohol ads on TV. Oh, but yeah, they always, down in the bottom corner, they've always got yeah, drink responsibly. responsibly. They show like the greatest party of yeah. all time, and it's like you could be here, but just yeah. make sure you don't. Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. If you drink booze, girls will want to have sex with you, and your life will be more exciting and successful. Drink responsibly. Yeah, yeah. The fact, look, no, the fact of the matter is. If you want people to like you, you have to get drunk. No, actually, if you want to think people like you, yeah. you have to get drunk. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think that's a fair thing to say to people is that getting drunk doesn't necessarily make you more likable. No. It just makes you think you're that you likeable. are more likable. Yeah. Now, definitely last night, I actually, because we had a couple of drinks after your show last night, and uh, I seemed to remember being really witty and charming. <laughs> and then when I got home, or when I woke up this morning, I found a pen-drawn cock on my forearm. <laughs> But we were at like a classy cocktail bar. I don't, I couldn't remember like how. Was there a tail on the other? And you, maybe you were just going cocktail. Ah. You know, it was like a. I should have done that. That would have been actually quite cool. Do you think anyone's ever done that? Gone up to the barmaid at Jim Palace and gone, could I have a cock tail? Or you could, like, you could get a. That could be. Oh, tattoos. That's right. Prison tattoos. Cocktail. Mate, I don't tail cock. Yeah. Cocktail. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Imagine if you went to prison and that was like, on one hand you got cock and the other one you've got tail. (laughs) I think... Actually, that would be quite good in prison. It's quite appropriate. That is an excellent prison, prison, dude. What do you want to be today? Cock or tail? (laughs) That's that's actually... Is that a... I'm sure there's... Is there a prison rape uh, category in the drinking game? No, there wasn't actually. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. That's... Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I think that would be good things to have on your. I, I don't, I don't know that. Plus, when you get out of prison, you would oh, be able to use it in a, you know, in a just in a social context. You'd have to. Be I'd the like most a cocktail. Dedicated, dedica- oh, ded- most dedicated barman in the world. Yeah, I make cocktail. <laughs> or you just, or you just love the movie cocktail. The worst would be though if you went and got those tattoos, yeah. cocktail, yeah. and then you lost your arm in an accident, and it was the arm that had tail written on your right. face. So you said one hand it's a cock on it. I've got to be honest with you. If you lost your arm in an accident, I reckon the fact that your arm had had the word tail written on it would be low down on the priorities. No, I'm saying the hand you've got left says cock. Yeah, but you've also lost your arm. <laughs> <laughs> is my point. Like of the two things, 
The fact that I now have one arm that says cock, I'd be wrapped that I have that arm because I don't have but another it's the arm. Only, look, I, granted, losing the arm is probably the greatest tragedy. Can't juggle but anymore. You still have be the only arm you have as mm. cock. Like if you have two arms, and you've I'm, not, I'm grateful one. to have that arm. Really? Yeah. It says cock. Yeah. Wouldn't you say I wish I'd lost? It's the now one? doubled in I importance. I would rather have lost. The, I'd rather have lost the one that said cock and oh. the one that said tail. Okay. Oh, he, okay. Well, here you go then. What? <laughs> what if? Yeah. What, so you're right-handed, right? Left-handed. Left. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Devil. That's right. The devil. Um, <laughs> you're left-handed, right? Yeah. So your left hand has cock written on it, and your right hand has tail, tail. right? Yeah. So you can lose your preferred hand, yeah. the hand that you do most stuff with, and would be most handy, if you will, yeah. to keep, or but but I keep but it has to have cock, cock on it. Yeah. Right. Um, so do you keep the cock hand? Or the I... hand that is most often on your cock. Well, look, no. In those circumstances, I would keep my preferred hand and just change the tattoo mm. to rock. Yeah, I'd get away with that, wouldn't I? Rock. Well, you could make a C into an R because all you have to do is put the line down the side yeah, and right. then and make the, the... Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. the most pretentious fucking knuckle tattoo. Rock! Rock! Still better than cock. Or the, I could just get the tattooed mm. on the back of my hand. So it's like the rock. Well, yeah, you like his films, fast, fast. Or it'd just be like if you, you'd be really intimidating at rock, paper, scissors. Because <laughs> when you did rock, they'd actually be able to see the word rock. And you could actually get, this is what you would do, is get rock, rock. on your fingers, on your palm you get paper, paper. and in between your fingers you scissors. could get scissors. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. That will be, because you know how the big hipster thing at the moment yeah. is to get the... The moustache. The moustache. Yeah. The neck, hips, next hi, neck hipster. Oh, can't the say. next hipster. Next hipster thing is going to be the fucking rock, paper, scissors. You're a genius. You're that, on fire. That man. is actually a pretty good Twins, idea. rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Fuck, man. That would be a cool ca- tattoo. I think it is actually pretty cool. You should get yeah. it done. Imagine if somebody got... It? Rock, would you do it? Paper, scissors. I reckon you should go get it done. If I was going to get a hand tattoo, that's what I get. Having said that, yeah, it's probably like two years down the track, you're probably going to get sick of it. Don't you think? Well, no, I would only get sick of it if, like, the mustache one. Other people started getting it. Oh, yeah. Like, because I think the first person who had the mustache one, that's a cool thing. And that's always a cool thing. It is pretty cool. But, you know, if I. go to someone and go, rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's totally cool. Uh, There's a hairdresser in LA that I used to go and see who had scissors, like antique scissors tattooed onto his fingers. Oh, yeah, cool. Nice. In a scissor motion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to stop being a hairdresser. (laughs) (laughs) You start collecting antique scissors. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to commit to an idea. What is the origin story of Will and Charlie? How did we meet? Because I guess we have never talked about that. And we've talked about origin stories quite a lot. Yeah, that's funny. Well, you know what it is? It's kind of like where the Joker, where the Christopher Nolan's Joker, you know how he arrives in that film with no origin story? He's just a, it's like he's he's a given. That's kind of what Tofop was. Yeah. So should we? Because if we give away the origin story, is it like we we're making Wolverine, where suddenly that really cool character is like, oh, oh he's really? a fucking lumberjack. Yeah, I'm not so fucking lame. <laughs> um, well, what is our origin story? I, I I think part of the reason I've never talked about it is I you know I don't I don't really remember. I smoke it. a lot of pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about my friends that much. I don't take enough of an interest, so I don't often. We're like the birds that fall into your cereal, your friends. <laughs> We just happened to fall into your path. Like, oh, well, I had, it doesn't offend me. So I had a uh, journalist ask me the other day, like I was doing a series of interviews for my tour, and they asked me, what's the weirdest question that you've been, uh, yeah, that you get asked while you were being interviewed? And in my head, I was like, as soon as the interview is over, I 
never think about the questions I've been asked ever again. So I had no idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just gone. What wouldn't? Well, what's the weirdest question I've asked you? Surely one of those must have come to mind. We've done fifty-four episodes of this show. Surely you could have said, "Well, uh, Charlie once asked me uh, if I how I would uh, pretend to be a horse to get, or how I could get my girlfriend to let me pretend to be a horse." That's true. I probably could have said that, <laughs> but then that involves refer her to then, the podcast. Yeah, then that involves a fifty-minute explanation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, well, I, right. from my point of view, the, our origin story yeah. is. Uh, when I first moved to Sydney, a lot of my mates were comedians and I was living with Charlie Pickering at the time. And yep. Charlie had just started on Triple J where you were working. Right. And so we met via him. Actually, no, we met, we met before that uh, in Melbourne. And I do remember this because um, Michael and Charlie take me to see one of the stand-up shows you're doing with Adam. Yeah. One where your big joke was a double ducking. Remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, that joke? Yeah. yeah, I do. Have we talked about that on the show, what double duck Yeah, is? the double duck. Okay, good. It was the sexual move. Yeah, that's right. The, Not quite a fist. No. More like a duck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could do the double duck, which was ducking two people at the same time. And I have the hard thing with um, uh, stand-up comedy in that I don't really enjoy it. I don't really like to go see stand-up comedy, and it's not because... <laughs> I don't like comedians or I don't like to laugh. Uh, Charlie doesn't like to be happy. But I get very... You've really got a good... You've connected with our emo audience. <laughs> no, it's more... It's more I'm very empathetic and I I just get, like to go and watch music and cut myself. Oh, well, you know what it is? I, I like to see good comics because yeah. I don't feel nervous. I don't like to go see... Like, when I go to like a... Because, you know, I watch my friends come up in comedy, so I'd often go to, you know, the pub to watch them do their Tuesday night comedy room, whatever. Yeah. And I would get very panicky for them when I'd see them on stage, especially if they were fucking bombing. So I... When I go to see comedy gigs, I don't like to be anywhere near the front because if the show is going to go bad, then I start to feel really, really bad and I'm not enjoying it. Like, I'm sure there's some people who actually better get a kick out of seeing a comedian die. For me, I feel really, really bad. Yeah, normally other comedians. Yeah. Uh, Dave Hughes can hear a comedian die from across town. Now, don't worry. You weren't on stage at this point. I, so. yeah, I've got to be honest with you. When you were you, getting when worried? When you launched this story of like, I don't like to go and see comedians who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is a story about you. Um, no. no, but I, I do understand that because there is a point in comedy, particularly early on, where your friends are doing you a favour yeah. by coming. Yeah. Like, you know, they're... You that, ha they need an audience. Yeah, you need an audience. Yeah. And the only people you can get to come along are your friends. Yeah. So they're doing you a favour. And having said that, none of my friends ever really bomb that bad. Like, I mean, but it's more, you know, when you see a friend, you're going to see a, a bunch of comedians. They're normally on a bill with like six or seven other guys. And it's definitely at the start, you could say like 30 to 40% of those acts will be bad, you reckon? At least, I suppose. Yeah. Like, but there's a point you get to as a performer where you get good. But your friends haven't made the transition with you. So they still think they're doing you a favour yeah. by coming to your shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like that you need them to come to your shows. Yeah, yeah. Or that it's like, and I have that with some of my friends now. It's like, Dad, you can take the training wheels off. I'm yeah. riding fine. I was like, like, actually now, if my friends come to the show, essentially they're just costing me 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because that is a ticket that I can actually just sell to somebody else. But you're paying them back for supporting you in that in those early stages. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was standing at the back of this show and you guys went on, whoever your support was. And... Um, you were there and you were pacing around, obviously, you know, nervously waiting to go on stage. But yep. you and I were wearing exactly the same jacket. And I didn't know you at the time. I hadn't met you. And I said to you, oh, that's funny. We're wearing the same jacket. And you said to me, oh, that's funny, but this is my show. So I can ask you to leave and you've got to go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson. It's like, oh, that's Will Anderson. And then 
after the show, uh, Michael introduced us and, um, uh, Michael introduced us and I was at the, st- at the, and it would have been 2001. I had a red beanie that I was wearing <laughs> and, uh, some girl was cracking onto you and, uh, I remember you, she was cracking onto you and you weren't, and you were trying to sort of just like very, you know, politely sort of you know, resist her advances. And you said to her, hey, why don't you go over there and chat to that guy pointing out me? And I don't know if you knew that I could hear you. <laughs> and you said, uh, and she's gone, which guy? And you're going, that guy, Fred Durst. <laughs> Probably because I'm wearing the red beanie. And I remember thinking, this fucking guy, <laughs> twice tonight. So that was when I first met you, but then I moved to Sydney and I was living with Charlie and we started hanging out via him. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we became friends and it was a little bit weird the way we became friends. Like I used to do a bit of stand up about this, but, um, which was also weird because you came and saw me do this bit of stand up <laughs> and we're like, Oh, that bit of stand up's about me. <laughs> uh, I used to have a whole bit about how, um, it's hard to make a new, male friend as an adult, like one-on-one. You can make them as part of a group, yeah. you know, when the other people are there. Yeah. But it's hard as an adult male yeah. to, because what do you do? Yeah. Unless you, unless, I mean, especially if you are not working with that person or like if you just bump into someone somewhere and there is no reason for you to both be there. This is my point. So like we were obviously, you know, we're like, oh yeah, okay. This, this is like, we, we seem to be people that we think we might get along. There is a beginning of a friendship here. We would probably like to spend more time together, yep. but we don't work together. Yeah. And our friends aren't hanging out together and, all the time. Yeah. And you also were doing the morning show. So you weren't out after like fucking 5 PM at night. <laughs> that's, like, right. that's right. It's like trying to be friends with a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> An early morning vampire. Yeah, the opposite of a yeah, vampire. Yeah, I'm doing the day shift. Right, yeah. I'm a vampire on the day shift. <laughs> Reverse vampire. Yeah, exactly. I like Will, but he seems to be a smart mouth reverse vampire. <laughs> Apart from that, everything seems to be going well. So we actually had to make plans to catch up together. Dates. Dates. Yeah. This is essentially it. Like, Because it's weird as an adult male to go, hey, do you want to go and see a movie? Or hey, do you want to go and get dinner? Yeah. Without eventually going, we're dating. <laughs> like, this is weird. We're dating. Did you have any sense of that at the time? That Yeah. Well, I think the, the funny thing was we had shared interest in football, wrestling, and girls. <laughs> and so the relationship, that's where it sort of started, is that we would get together and watch wrestling or we'd watch football or we'd go down to Bondi Beach and look at girls. And I think that that to me was didn't seem like, oh, there's a friendship going on because that's something you can do with anyone, really, and especially most guys are into those kind of things. But uh, it was more we started to do this thing where we would go jogging together. <laughs> this yes. is when it sounds like we were really <laughs> dating. We would go jogging. And maybe, you know what, maybe this is the start of where the podcast began. Yeah. Because over that course of a run, just say we'd jog for 40 minutes, yeah. we would tell each other stories yes. and normally try and make each other laugh. We'd either try to make each other laugh or we talk quite a lot about, this is my memory of this, because we would jog, in Australia, there's a strip of um, beach at Bondo Beach, uh, which I'm sure everybody knows, it's yeah. one of the most famous beaches in the world. And there's a, like a, a path that goes around the coastline, you know, right around to some of the other, and it's a really kind of famous walk, and we would, you know, jog around there. Yeah, the and, cliff walk. Yeah, and it's like quite a hard run, like there's lots of, you know, up and downs, all that sort of stuff. 
And I remember that we would not only joke about things, but we would also have these like long discussions about like religion or like the meaning of life and stuff like that, which I was quite... Yeah, so maybe that's where Tofop started. Yeah. On the cliffs of Bondi. So and then we got rid of the deep conversations about the meaning of life <laughs> and we said we'll do a podcast. <laughs> well, let's watch Back to the Future. Yeah. So I guess that's where it started. And so, and then our friends, our friendship groups kind of all merged and so it's sort of been that way ever since. So that's the origin of the story. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh-huh. The, the next question. Not much of an origin, is it? We need a gritty reboot of that story. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's who, all we need. Who are we going to cast? We need to reimagine that story. Well, you, uh, Fred Durst is you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been, you know, like one of those ironic castings, like yeah. Quentin Tarantino style? Yeah, I'd, I'd cast, um, who's that guy from Who's My Line? Uh, what, who's my line? What's my line? What's it called? Ryan Styles. Ryan Styles. Yeah, I'd cast Ryan Styles as you. Okay, I'm happy with that. <laughs> We've got the age all wrong. If we're rebooting. They normally go younger. We should be looking for some guys coming out of Neighbours or something to cast. That's true. We need some some young people. Oh, who's who's like young a young? Cool, we want Lincoln, like, Lincoln Lewis is the hot young actor going around, but he's yeah, blonde. But, yeah, no, no. We want like um some. Let's. I mean, if we're gonna make a movie, if we're gonna, you know. We might as well get some fucking decent people in it. No, no disrespect to Lincoln Lewis, <laughs> son of Wally the King Lewis, one of the greatest rugby league players of all time, uh, and also a person who got in trouble for filming uh, having sex with a girl on his mobile phone. So, you know, <laughs> good on him. I mean, great. Don't get me wrong. Great work, Lincoln Lewis. <laughs> Love your work. But I think we've got to go a bit cooler than that. Like okay. If we, yeah, we're, we're going Do we have to, to go Hollywood. cooler or just more? Well, just like, I mean, we could, we've got a bigger budget. Is my point. All right. Okay. Well, who? Yeah. Are, but they're going to be Australian. They have to be Australian. No. They, anyone can do an accent. They can play Aussie. Okay. Like Meryl Streep did. So in uh, Evil Angels. Well, I'll cast you, and you cast me. That's probably the best way to do it. Because okay. otherwise, we yeah. won't be jaded. No. That's <laughs> and good. don't cast like you know some deformed kid with you know cross eyes and tiny hands. All right. I won't. I'd not because there's not. I was trying many. to think of who that was. <laughs> I mean, that's there's not many of those in Hollywood. <laughs> the gay guy from Glee. <laughs> you are the gay guy from Glee. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you could butch it up, I'd take yeah. that. Um, I, all right. So who would I cast as you? Someone's gonna be tall, kind of tall and funny. Um, oh man, I'm thinking of the cast of Glee. Oh, you know who I'd cast as you? Adam Brody from uh, the OC. That that guy, you know, Seth Cohen from the OC. Which one is he? Oh, he's the he's the funny Jewish kid. He's been in a bunch. He's in Cop Out. Uh, yeah, all right, okay. Uh, and and I, Jennifer's body. Yeah, I'm played by a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm not, I'm not Jewish. Doesn't matter. I'm circumcised. I suppose if there's any nude scenes, <laughs> you can look the part. All right. Well, I'm happy with that. That's all cool. Right. Okay. Uh, and that means I need to find someone who's kind of age appropriate. For you. Yeah, so you're five years older than me or four years older than me. Yeah. So you've got to go someone younger. So someone 25 and under, I'll, I'll give you. So yeah, it's that right. gay kid from Glee. He'll <laughs> <laughs> do. Yeah, in a, in a kind of butching it up crossover role. <laughs> All right, next question. Yep. Uh, this one is from Joshua Miles. He says, if you could take over from Julia Gillard as Prime Minister for one day, what policy would you like to bring in that would change Australia for good? That's that's a this, really... uh, this uh, the the only thing is it must be something that people are not pushing for or have won at the moment, such as carbon tax migration. Okay, so you've got to invent a new. Policy. Okay, so it can't be like gay marriage or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, if I change could... the world for the better, so there's no selfish plan. So my idea of just like getting prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to get prostitutes if you're prime minister. But then if I got prostitutes yeah, you... for the world, yeah. All right, here's my, what I would do. Yeah. I would put resources into creating the most realistic sex bots 
unimaginable. Like, you know how they've got those real dolls now? These will be flawless. You, they'll, they'll be like the Terminators of sex. You yeah. won't be able to tell the humans from the, the robots. Yeah. I'll spend our money doing that. And so every person could have their ultimate sexual partner. Right. So, and, and I think that I'd spend a little bit on like a massive advertising campaign yeah. to make people realize that it's not bad to have one of these dolls. That if everyone had one, then like, you know, married couples can have one and it's not cheating to be fucking the doll. The doll. Yeah. I think that would, that would make the world a better place. You would be the Steve Jobs of hand jobs and blow jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You'd be a vision, visionary that people would mourn when you died. <laughs> the sex robot. Inventor of the sex robot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that changes the world for the better. In that, my mind. that does change the world for the better. Oh, man. Make love, not war. You know, it's a it's a beautiful thing. You know, fire a shot into a sex robot, not into another human <laughs> being. <laughs> you don't need to go to you don't need to blow up somewhere so you can go to heaven and have seventy two virgins when you've got oh, you can, can have seventy two sex bots. Well, that can you have more than one sex bot? And you can probably make them a virgin whenever you want. You you probably put something in an app. They've probably, uh, they've probably uh, got an app where that you could, the hymen can like regrow. Be, regrow. Yeah. No, I'd, I would, if I was prime minister, I'd also have to put a cap on sex bots per house because you don't want to start a black market trade where people are selling sex bots on the side. You know what I'm saying? Like there'd have to be a law regulating the amount of sex bots that were made because otherwise the Does happiness I'm bringing. Yeah, because the happiness I'm bringing to people is about. Well, then again, maybe not, because some people really want to have an orgy. So yeah. you could have an orgy with a sex bot. No STDs? No STDs. I mean, you'd have to and you're not it You wouldn't want to share sex bots. No. Do you well, know what I mean? Like, some people would. Of course they would. Yeah, of course they would. Would that be a law? You couldn't share a sex bot? I don't know. You're prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> You've invented the sex bots. <laughs> Why are there I, all, the, all these rules now? You suddenly are you went, a member of my you cabinet? Went, or... You suddenly went on China with your one sex bot policy <laughs> per family. Well, I just thought that maybe... Cause I'm trying to create a, a force for good, and I just kind of feel like if it becomes, if it goes in the black market, then you're gonna get some weird customized robots that are doing bad things, or you know, catering to a, 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 a perverted market. And I don't want that. What? So you want just straight-ahead missionary sex bots? <laughs> <laughs> like only straight. All the bots are straight, and they only have missionary sex. Imagine that. Their, imagine knees, their, knee, their knees don't bend, so you can only put them in missionary. Imagine position. if you came out and said, "Look." I've got some good news and some bad news. I have perfected realistic human sex bots and everyone's getting one for free. But. But. <laughs> They're only for straight people and it's only missionary. People still get one, wouldn't they? Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's, I mean, when, that's when there'd be a black market, people converting them to, you know, like all fucked up shit. Yeah. Like, you know, so you, yeah, yeah. essentially there'd be, so, like, you know, all those guys who get their cars and then they like, you know, Hot them up and they yeah put the fucking lights yeah, underneath yeah. and shit. Some putting like a neon light under the tits of your yeah. sex bot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose you could. I mean, you touch their boobs and it's like da 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 da. Um, what's so? What would you do? Um, if I had one day as prime minister, not one day. You can you can make. I can make one law. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got one law that I can pass as prime minister. And if you can do it in one day, then great. That that will change. That would change. <laughs> I might as well string it out and get some free parliamentary food. Yeah, totally. Go to some events. Get a credit card. Go to the Olympics. Go to visit the sex bot brothel. Meet, meet, meet the queen. Test out some sex bots. <laughs> uh, guys, I've got to do some testing. Great job, wouldn't it be? 
If you're the sex box, the sex bot tester, it'd be great if you got your sex bot and you like you opened their vagina and inside there was just a little piece of paper that it said inspected by number four. <laughs> <laughs> little metal tag to their toe. Um, uh, if I could uh, do one thing uh, to change the world, um, I would make uh, the richest one percent of people uh, pay the majority of the taxes. We are the 99%. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. I get that whole... I mean, I don't get the whole all capitalism is bad thing. Yeah. You know, that's not what I subscribe to at all. But I do think that... Philosophy on sale now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, but I think there is a, a point where we should try to, you know... I, I think it's it's weird that we live in a world where half of the world is starving and yet we throw out 60% of the food that we buy. Mm. Uh, we spend like hundreds of millions of dollars a year on dieting, like yeah. going, like, cause we're just like, we have too much food and no self control. Yeah. So we need to pay someone else so that we can it does feel like- lose weight while the rest of the world starves. We might as well just get like an African person what? and like have them hang around with us. And then like halfway through dinner, when we're like, we've had enough, you'd let the African kid have the rest of it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. When they can so tell- that's what I'm doing, Charlie. I'm pairing everyone up with an African kid. That's what I'm doing. That's my new thing. You yeah. were you were you were 20 seconds away from winning a Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> until the bit about basically reinstating slavery. Yeah. Everyone gets a free African. No, they don't have to do anything for you. They just have to be around at meal times. But. Uh, yeah, it's I like mean, an adopt an African program. You know how you have a sponsor kid, like if people have pictures of them. Yeah, on, you literally will have. You the literally kid. have a sponsor kid. Yeah, and you just sponsor them. But what if? But then some kids will be going to like health, like you know, healthy eaters, and some kids will be going to like you know people at KFC. Oh, day. what you think that these starving kids in the Sudan are like? Uh, 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 the Colonel, really? I hate the forty, the fifty-two herbs and spices. What is it? How many herbs and spices? Eleven. Eleven <laughs> herbs and spices. There herbs may be more. Spices. There may be other spices. Yeah, but they're, but they're the not ones, secret. Yeah, right. there's eleven secret ones. If you would you um, if they would coated like a, a zucchini in, in that, would you be cool to eat that, or would the? Flame... Well, it depends what the secret is, Charlie. Or do you think there's it's herbs and spices? Well, why are you keeping them secret? <laughs> They're just herbs and I'm spices. No, it's there's got to be some bad fucked up shit. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. But I I'm, think what every I'm like, the, yeah, I reckon like the Colonel before he died, like you know, because he was rich and eccentric. Like he, he probably, was the one percent. Yeah, do you, do you know what the Colonel probably did? He probably spent the last six years of his life masturbating furiously <laughs> like into some sort of you know, kernel sperm bank uh-huh. that they keep at KFC headquarters and every like what one of the 11 secret herbs and spices is a drop of the kernel's jizz <laughs> yeah. so every time that someone eats KFC yeah. they're really just like swallowing a little bit of the kernel yeah they don't have the zinger burger it's like the dinger burger yeah it's just like an emptied condom <laughs> that's where the idea of the moist towelettes came from <laughs> Uh, I start off by saying that you and I have known each other for a while, about what, mm. 10 years? Yeah, I guess so. We've been to- doing TOEFOP for how long? About two years now, right? Yeah. So we should know each other pretty well. I guess so. We're going to do a couples quiz. We're going to do a couples quiz? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I pay no attention to you. I'm going to ask you 20 questions and we're going to score it and we're going to see okay. how well do you know me. Well, that's. I mean, this is a great idea, but I wish that I had paid more attention to your life. <laughs> I wish that I'd listened to this podcast ever. And I wish I'd had time I to think study. You, I think you'd go okay with some of these. Okay. All right. Well, let's start. Right. Question one. Yeah. Name two of my close friends. Uh, do I count? 
Yeah. Okay. And uh, Michael Chamberlain. Tick. What is my favourite musical group, composer, or instrument? Oh, uh, God. Um, your favourite? Yeah. Musical group, composer, or instrument? Yeah, it's something to do with music. I don't know. Um, uh, Motley Crue? <laughs> no, what? No way! Come on, man! <laughs> I, heard you say really that, like music. I heard you say that to Dave and Greg on the Walking the Room once, and I'm yeah. really into Motley Crue, and then they riffed for like ten minutes, and I'm like, "That's not true." No. <laughs> it's just completely fucked from oh, no. the air. Oh, look! Well, you should have known that I wasn't going to get that right. What is your favorite musical group? I probably said the Beastie Boys. They're probably my favorite. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I thought the theme song to our show would have maybe triggered you. It's very Beastie Boys. Yes, it's, it's well, a would that, point. Would that, was that ever close? Would you have ever gone to Beastie no. Boys? No. Okay, that's a big cross there. Yeah. Name one of my hobbies. <laughs> Name one of your hobbies. Isn't this a hobby? Uh, well, it's you do it for fun, and we make no money out of it. That is the definition of a hobby. And it my, costs us and, money to and do. My it. girlfriend is worrying I'm spending too much time doing yeah. it. Yes, this is your hobby. <laughs> okay, this is what you do. Podcast. All right, I'll give you that one. What stresses am I facing right now? Uh, are financial. Because you know, you, I'm doing a podcast. Because you're doing a podcast, um, and obviously you're you're putting your movie together, and that's really hard work, and you're producing that, and there's a lot of various different things that are going on. When is my birthday? Oh no, I've got no idea. <laughs> I've got no idea. Give, give me um, a month. Uh, it, look, it's 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 around the same time as a bunch of my other friends' birthdays. I know that you're very close to like, yes, maybe Charlie Pickering. Is it around that sort of? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Your birthday's January 30? January 31. But that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but that's because it's only happened recently. It's easy for me to remember. Uh, I'm going to say you're in August or September. Yeah, close. July. But you're not getting uh, that one. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. <laughs> what is the date of our anniversary? Well, I mean, I don't know the date. What year? Well, we, we, we were just saying we've known each other about 10 years, right? What, so, year would, what year did we meet? Well, I was already in Sydney. I know that, and that's like 11 or 12 years ago. So um, it's got to be 11 years ago, I reckon. That's if I, if 2001, I that's yeah. correct. What is my favourite time of the day for lovemaking? Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> what is my favourite way to spend an evening? Uh, what's your favourite way? <laughs> it would be, oh, well, I mean, apart from the, the previous question, <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, then maybe like a, a night watching the football. Like watching the Saints play? Yeah. That'd be right up there. That's pretty good. Yep. Being on, just getting on the internet, big footy. Yeah, getting on big footy. Maybe it's a cheat day on your diet, so you've got a packet of donuts. Yeah. Uh, what kind of present would I like best? Oh, what kind of present would you like best? Um, I've got to say that that's a hard question because I don't even know what present I'd like best. What I, do you think you could not go wrong with? Um, something pop culturally, like yeah. yeah, something that you were like a comic book. Or yeah, yeah, something like that. I would have thought. Uh, I'll give you a half tick for that one. Hang on, but I got. Do you like your headphones that I got you yeah. for your birthday? Yeah. Okay. Well, well you just felt the need to bring them up. No, well, because I I feel like I know that you what sort of present you might like. Well, you got it right once. That's not going to say you're going to get it right okay. every time. Well, this could be like an. You don't have to win the grand final every year, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good to win one. And I obviously knew when your birthday was then. <laughs> 
I think I got about a month after, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, what is one of my What is one of my favourite ways to be soothed? One of your favourite ways to be soothed. Oh, um, okay. So, to be soothed. Um, oh God. Uh, I have one specific way I like to be soothed, but what does soothed mean? Like. Um, you know, uh, is it? Do I like to like listen to music or head massage or foot massage or something like that? I'd say I'll give you a hint. The way I like to be soothed is physical. Okay. I like someone to physically do something to me. Oh, it's very specific. Okay. Um, is it a head massage? Close. Uh, Not quite. I do like a head massage, but yeah. specifically, I like my ears being touched. Oh. And rubbed. Oh, and really? Tied. And bent. <laughs> Are you yeah, serious? So I have really sensitive ears. What's that about? They're really small. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, it's just it really, like I've when I've gotten gone and got a head massage, I'll ask them to do a bit of ear work. I just love it. Like I love when people. Do you have to pay extra for ears, or are they happy to just do ear work? I think it's, no. There's there's pressure points in the ears. Like yeah, it is right. something that you can do. It hurts to get hit in the ear. There's a lot of nerve endings. Yeah. In the ear. Have you ever been hit in footy or whatever? You've had. Yeah, I've never had much ear issue though. Like, you know, some people have... Sensitive ears. I'm losing It's a self-defense maneuver is to hit someone in the ears. Yeah. I'm losing my hearing. Right. A bit. Like, I, I actually, I fear maybe a lot because I miss a lot of conversations now. And, like, you know, Amy will be talking to me and I will physically have to go and stand closer to her or either that or she's fucking with my head. She's just <laughs> talking quieter and quieter, trying to drive me crazy. But... um I think I'm losing it because I went to a. I mean, I, you know, I'm a big. A lot of rock I like gigs. to go to the rock gigs and stuff like that, and I'm, I've never been a, you know, person who uh, wore earplugs or anything like that. So, did you? But you surely. I mean, and radio, lots of, lots of people. Oh, yeah, radio. The other one's bad is radio. Like years of being in studios, and you, like you know, I didn't even used to in the old days take the headphones off with the music. You know, we'd play it up loud. So, yeah, right. Yeah, bad news. That sucks. Yeah. How? I mean, have you had it investigated? Oh, I don't think it's that bad yet, but it might be in the. Have you, next... you got a ringing or anything? No, it's just dull. Just dull. Yeah, but it, it seems fine. I don't, you know. We could get you one of those old timey. Uh, yeah, that's what I'd like. One horns. of those things on a handle. Yeah, yeah. giant cylinder on a handle. Yeah, yeah, giant horn on a handle. That's what I want. That would be a good. We'll get you. We'll get you one made out of like elephant tusk. Yeah, <laughs> really opulent kind of league of gentlemen type. Yeah, ear, ear to... trumpet. They're called ear I'll, trumpet. I'll start start doing. A gig with this ear trumpet. <laughs> and when you post it, just be like, what? <laughs> yeah, if you start doing Q&As after your show, you can go out and do like your one hour set and yeah. then someone brings out bring the my trumpet. trumpet. So bring me my trumpet. <laughs> um, yeah, so my ears. So you didn't get okay, that right. No. What do I most like to do with my time off? Uh... What would you most like to do with your what time do off? I, what do I most like to do with my time off? Fuck all. You're, you're a guy who likes to relax. Yeah. Like, I've always admired that about you, <laughs> is that you love the idea of not having much to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. and just being able to go and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I like my own time. I like not having to do things. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you always kind of fill in your time, but you are a guy who finds it very easy to, whereas I... In the very few moments I have downtime, always fill it with other fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Like a fucking podcast. What am I doing, Charlie? I'm very busy. Why am I here? I think uh, I think with my time off, what I also like to do is read. Read? But, yeah, but not books. 
Oh, okay. So you mean read on the internet and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Like that is my greatest resource. The now. internet, I would say, is like almost your Part biggest... Part of my body. <laughs> no, no, but it's like almost your biggest leisure time. Yeah, definitely. Like it's a work thing, but it's also yeah. you find a lot of joy... In surfing the net. On surfing the net. Absolutely. You know? That's the way I unwind. Like I unwind with the internet like some people unwind with a book. Yeah. You go, why do I need a book? This has sport and porn <laughs> and Batman all in the one place. So I don't know if I could give you a point for that. Yeah, I think you should. I think I taught my way into that one. Well, I told you what I yeah, liked to no, do and I, you agreed with me. No, no, but I did agree. And I would have said that regardless. Well, it wasn't much of an answer. What do you do, like to do with your time off? Nothing. Relax. I said you'd like to relax. and Yeah, yeah that's not right. I'm going to give you a... And then I talked about... I'm you a half internet. point for that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take half. <laughs> um, what turns me on sexually? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well... No. Uh, look, you like, I'm, I'm going to make like, it work, work a bit harder. Okay. What kind of woman do I like? You like busty women? Yes. Uh, you like women who are like kind of statuesque? Yes. Is, is how I would, Yes. you know. Yes. But it's a bit kind of 80s, you know. This is why I think you like Motley Crue, because the girls that you like could have been in Motley Crue film clips in yes. that sort of 80s and 90s. I was just saying to, to Greg uh, the other day, I was like, the thing I like most about LA is that kind of hot rocker chick yeah. still exists. Oh, there's people who don't realise it ever went away. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Though. But they're like, they totally look like they've walked out of like a White Snake music video. Girls yeah. Girls walking down the street. You must have lost your mind when you went to see uh, Steel Panther play. Oh, man, I've seen them so many times. Because that's, that's great. You're, that, you're your people. That's my people. <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> Again, this is why I lo- think that you like Motley Crue. Yeah. Because yeah. I do like metal. And yeah. I did like metal. I was bit, Guns N' Roses was more my band. Like, yeah. I went and saw them in 92. But uh, Motley Crue a bit before my time. Yeah. I think right. they're a bit, they predated it. But I do love that whole... I just love the whole fucking pageantry and the ridiculous... It's like wrestling, yeah. uh, heavy metal. Not, I mean, look, I'm not a serious fucking metal dude. I'm not like, yeah. you know, death metal or anything like that. But kind of hair metal and, the, and then kind That's of like that LA glam scene. Yeah. I kind of was... I think it was fun. I mean, no, back when, when like guys used to... The whole message... If the whole message of grunge is fame and money is a horrible burden to bear... Their message was, this is the best fucking job in yeah. the world. All we're going to do is party all night, f- like, you know, fuck the rest of the night, take hardcore drugs and do our hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is our life. Don't want nothing but a good, good time. time. Yeah. Um, what kind of books do I... I, I don't get a point. I get a point for that one, right? Oh, yeah, what yeah, sort yeah. of women yeah, you're yeah. into? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Well, I, I think saying anyone... <laughs> What books do I most like to read? Uh, well, you don't really like to read books. We've covered that in a previous question. I do read books. Um, if you have to choose what kind of books. Yeah. I mean, and we'll keep it to like fiction, non-fiction, that kind of stuff. Well, uh, what about uh, biographies? Tick. Well done. I think I've borrowed about 400 biographies yeah. of you. Um, which side of the bed do I prefer? Mm, um... What side of my body do I sleep on? It's probably easier. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest from the way that you and Gemma sit on the couch. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. Are you doing some Sherlock shit here? I'm trying to. I'm trying to Sherlock <laughs> this shit. Because Gemma always seems to be furthest away and you'll be closest in. So does that mean that you're... Cl- Are you closest to the door in your bedroom or furthest from the door? Further in... My bed, yes, further from the door. You're the furthest from the door. I know I would have said closest to the door. Yeah, but that has changed. I can't remember, actually. No, I've been been away from the door for quite a bit of time. You know they say the dominant partner in the relationship sleeps closest to the door. Yeah, but we've swapped. 
Yeah. Depending on. So that's were, obviously your relationship was swapped. Yeah. <laughs> At the start, you were a man and yeah. you slept closest to the door. But then over the years, you realise. <laughs> it's more than two changes. It is swapped back and forth, you prick. Yeah. Um, so you got that wrong. Yeah. So it's, to be honest, that in our couples uh, <clears throat> quiz, what side of the bed you sleep on was one I was fine to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what is my favourite dessert? Oh. Well, donuts. Yeah. There's no, no, no point even exploring that one. Mm. What's my favourite colour? Wow. Um, do you have a favourite colour? You're, you really do. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you wear black a lot. You're a boy. Boys like blue. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you, you, um, you barrack for the saints coat. So it could be like, you know, sort of a a red or a white or a black. I'm going to say black. Tick. You're doing much better at this than I thought you would. Um, what was my favorite vacation? Oh, what was your favorite vacation? Do you have a favorite vacation? Yeah, I think so. And is it as an adult or as a adult? It's been the last five years. Oh, okay. Uh, was it... Get, just give me a country. I mean, that would probably limit it. You know, I've been to a few countries the last few years. So just... Yeah. But was it America? Yeah. What year? Oh, I don't know what year, but was it when you went for the film festivals? Uh, no, it was the year before. Oh, okay. But it's oh. actually in the same ballpark. The reason we went back the following year was because of the great time. Oh. I'm going to give you half a point. For yeah, half a point. I'll tell that. Oh, this is hard. What's my favourite sporting team? Uh, the St Kilda Football Club? Yeah. What food do I hate? What food do you hate? Yeah. So, uh, okay, so do you, uh, do you have a specific food that you hate? Like, is there something that comes that to I mind? That I don't eat. Yeah, okay, like... there's a specific... Is, how's this? Specific type of chocolate I can't eat. It makes me feel sick. Oh, okay. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think it's of... It's a flavoured chocolate. A flavoured chocolate. Oh, it's flavoured? Yeah, so flavour of chocolate. Sometimes it's mixed, but sometimes it's just infused with the flavour of this particular ingredient. Oh, okay. Um, so it'd be like a um, like a coconut or a something like that. It'd be like a... What else is infused through chocolate flavours? Um, like a liqueur or something like that? A, um, fuck. Um, I'm just going to say coconut. Is it coconut? No. Damn. Choc orange. Oh, yeah, right. Don't like choc orange. I ate one of those uh, choc oranges, you know, the... Yeah, the Tetley's chocolate yeah, orange. I ate like an entire one when I was 10 years old. Yeah. And since then, I've just never been out. Oh, I'm like that with Southern Comfort. Oh, yeah, but how, you weren't 10 years old. Yeah, well, it was fucking <laughs> <laughs> Is that the booze you can't drink? Yep, can't yeah. even smell it. Frangelico is for me. Oh, really? I quite like Frangelico. Oh, man. I fucking made such a dick of myself at a friend's 21st when I was like 18. This girl, she had a... It was a real kind of like, um, if this was a John Hughes movie, she had the she was the rich girl with the snooty parents, you know. So it's her twenty first, and I decked out this amazing house out in the eastern suburbs, you yeah. know. And um, I turned up, and if I was the rascally, you know, kid from the wrong side of the tracks in the John Hughes film, so I get to this party and um, uh, just generally don't really know that many people, so I start drinking to get kind of confident, and obviously the more I drink, the more confident I'm getting. <laughs> This, um, and you guy. Thought, this combination can never end. <laughs> yeah, right. Clearly, the more I drink, the more confident I will be. <clears throat> well, I ended up befriending her um, 
her uncle, who I think was kind of keen on me, he was like oh. like his mid-40s uncle. And so he, sa- he said, have you ever had Frangelica? And he actually spoke like that. That's not me being stereotypical. That's me being accurate. And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And so he poured a glass and it was like sweet. Like you just- did, he, did he call it Jesus juice? <laughs> I don't know if that's what he was grooming me for. <laughs> I did, no, I couldn't. Can't go to <laughs> uh, so he's pouring the frangelica. So it's sweet and it's super alcoholic, and I get fucked up really quickly. And anyway, um, the girl's best friend uh, was this. She was like the school prefect, or whatever. Real kind of like, um, if we're still in that kind of teen uh, movie land, she's like, uh, um, uh, who is Gabrielle Cataris in 90210? Oh, Andrea Zuckerman. Yeah, she's Andrea Zuckerman. So yeah. this girl is like the kind of nerdy, <laughs> nerdy but. Still- I should get one point for that. <laughs> She was, the, she was the nerdy but still kind of hot um, best friend of the girls 21st it was. And she gave, she gave this speech and it was one of the most, you know, there's those certain kind of public speakers, especially when you're at high school. It's like the high school debater. Who, when they talk, everything is enunciated and every joke has its own punctuation point. You know, a bit like, um, who's the girl who did the, the little kid who did the Olympic Games thing? My name is uh, Tanya Blanco. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so that's how her speech was going. And so I started heckling her. <laughs> Because I was fucking spastic by this stage. You were heckling it. I was heckling during the 21st speech because I thought she was doing it as a joke because yeah. it was so kind of like ridiculously Chrissy and over the top. So what sort of heckles were you heckling? Oh, I can't remember. It's just something along the line. Uh, like it was more like she would ask a question like, um, but of course, who would be more fun than Susan? And I'd be like, well, you're not more fun than Susan. Like stuff like that shit. But expecting that people were kind of into it, yeah. but they weren't. So... <laughs> Um, someone, the, someone sort of uh, ushered me out into like the, the front balcony. I think they were asking me to leave, but I was so drunk I wasn't quite sure that's what they were saying. So the speech is finished and Gabrielle Cateris, um, what's her name again? Andrea Zuckerman. Andrea Zuckerman comes storming up to me and she starts saying like how uncool that was, blah, 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 blah. And as she's talking, I'm just staring at her going, I'm going to totally kiss this chick like she's fully dressing down, right? So I do. I plant one on it. What? Probably like the sloppiest fucking. One of the like, bravest uh, moves of all time. She responds. What? She responds. She's she starts into kissing it. you back, right? Because you're a bad boy. You're I a guess rebel, so. man. You're I mean, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was so fucking drunk. It was a kind of drunk where every what a great way to get out of a situation though. <laughs> Just kiss someone. Like you should do that. You should try that more often in life. Next time I'm getting a ticket. Yeah. Do you realize you were? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm going to do that. So I start passing her. She starts passing me back. Yeah. And um, we stumble, like, because we go, so we, we kiss, kiss, kiss. And then, like, she, you know, she sort of, like, smiles or whatever. So I, I realize we're on. And so we sort of stumble into a room. We push the doors open. And um, we're, like, kissing and we're taking off each other's clothes and all this kind of How stuff. How old are you? 18. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, no, for the sake of this, oh, no, I was just trying to think. No, I was definitely eighteen. She, she, they had left; they were a couple of years above me, so I was still in high yeah. school, or maybe it was a year. Right? Anyway, so we're kissing and making out and stuff, and she's lying on the ground on top of her, and I think like I'm feeling her boobs or something, mm-hmm. and we hear this, and I look up, and everyone, the entire party out on the lawn, can see into <laughs> the bedroom because it's like this little quadrangle courtyard backyard, so the house is like a kind of U shape. So I thought, because I, I was so drunk, I didn't, hadn't worked out the geometry of the house. So when I stepped out into the front yard and then pushed into the first room, I thought, well, we're miles away from like, where the party is. No one's going to see. But every room in the house faces on, and the blinds were up. 
And I could just see like, and there's like grandparents and parents and uncles and stuff just staring. They must have thought you were the fucking greatest of all time. <laughs> that you've gone from destroying this to suddenly, you know. About to uh, sexually violate <laughs> the best friend of the girl's party it was. It's amazing. Oh man, it was terrible. They must still tell that story. Have you ever seen any of those people again? No. I mean, no. The girl whose party, I never spoke to the girl whose party it was about it. I actually, because I, I don't know what, I mean, so we got interrupted there. Mm. And then I don't know what happened or how I didn't get kicked out, but I ended up waking up in that house. Like the next morning, waking up in the family's all, you know how they do a big cook up after a 21st. Yeah. So I remember like waking <laughs> up and I was so hungover, like so hungover. And I had vague memories of what had happened the night before. And I walk out and everyone who stayed the night is up. So there's like, you know, 15 or so people and having bacon and eggs and stuff. And I just walk out. And remember, I don't really know anyone that yeah. well. Like I, I met this girl because I did a play with her. <laughs> And so I'm sort of like, uh, hi, you know, how are you going? And they're like, you want some eggs and stuff? And then, like, they've obviously been talking about of me. Of course they have been. <laughs> no, before. Of course so they have So when I sit been. down, like, they That's all... That's all they've been talking about. They all about. start reminding me of the, 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 the previous night's events. And it was just like, oh, my God. And I thought the worst thing I can do is just to run. I'm just going to stay here and just try and own it and be cool with it. But... I don't have the self-confidence to own shit like that. I feel really guilty and embarrassed. So I stayed, but then I went and and then, uh, so, you know, I had my breakfast, but I was so sick. I then went and promptly threw up. (laughs) One final insult. It's a vomit to go on with. They're all like, this guy is good. I mean, this guy knows how to party. Oh man, like it was, it was a, I fear like having, having kids, for the, the sheer fact of them throwing parties and a kid like me <laughs> arriving fucking fucking shit up. You know what the thing is, this and this does terrify me about having kids as well, is that idea that I think that, you know, you and I are both, you know, like I'd be happy enough if I had a kid and they grew up and they were kind of the kind of people that we are. Like, you know, I think in general, you know, we come out on, on the good side. But we've done our share of fucked up and dangerous yeah. and bullshit stuff. And we're like good kids do you know what I mean like I, that's what I was thinking is like, I was a reasonably good kid and I have done shit that would make my parents stab their eyes out yeah. if they knew about it so if, if it was just one degree so please if you're listening to this mum turn it off <laughs> and stop listening so if you're saying if you were just like a couple of shades worse than you were you could have been a really fucking bad kid because all it takes is one of those things to go wrong and all of a sudden you know I mean I look at kids who have drug problems and stuff like that and just think or alcohol or whatever, because I've always been a person who's been around drinking and been around drugs and stuff and, and done my fair share of both of those things, but never, ever felt like... You're an addict. Yeah, or had a problem, like really even got close to having a problem. Mm. Even like in the, the glory days in the 20s when we were just like going out all the time and stuff, I never really, like we pushed it a few times, but I never really felt like, yeah. you know, like we all had jobs, um, you know, I was going to work every day. It wasn't like, you know, I was mm. paying my own way. You know, my mm. life was fine. Nothing really bad happened, you know. You're right though. Like it is a, it is a thing. I mean, I was a good kid too. But I did a bunch of stupid things, and all it would and take I keep were doing stupid things. Set of events to go wrong. Yeah. The thing that scares me is having like a kid who's popular and cool. Oh yeah, because you know that kid is fingering every girl yeah. in school. No, I'm down with that. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that, hang on, wait, wait. Uh, is, is, is he at high school, or is he like a 35 year old man who's fingering? Because that's not my boy. I don't know who that kid is. <laughs> he drives an ice cream truck. <laughs> You it was, look, it, I was proud of you when you were 16, but you got to be 35 and you wouldn't stop, little Charlie Jr. Yeah. <laughs> little Ollie. <laughs> Ollie. 
<laughs> and the OC hasn't been a cool show for years, mate. Stop. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm worried about uh, these fucking, like, flash mobs type teenage parties that happen. Like, a oh, teenager yeah. has a party now and 200 kids rock up and fucking riot in the street and throw bottles and... I mean, that's, that's even how do we, how do we, we kind of address that now. I don't, I don't know what the solution to that problem is. I don't know. Even good kids do bad, fucked up shit these days. I mean, I had fucking parties at my house where stuff got smashed and people crashed the house. And my, my mum was there in the house, like yeah. fucking hiding in her bedroom. And I was a good kid. Yeah. And these were my friends who were smashing the house. You know yeah. what I mean? We never had like full on fucking party yeah. You're a good kid with good friends and they came around and fucked up your yeah. house. <laughs> Imagine right. if strangers get involved. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, it terrifies me. I mean, me. you probably went to parties as a teenager where dudes were stealing shit or smashing shit. Like, people... Oh, I, Teenage boys get into someone else's house. They don't give a fuck. And, you know, the other thing is that... Um, and I never did this, and I was lucky I didn't do this, but my brother did, and a bunch of other kids that I knew. The big thing, being a country kid, is you would go to a party at someone's house and people would steal cars and go joyriding. Because it's all country roads. Yeah, right. So they would just steal cars from the property, you know. Wow. Like... like, uh, like Working vehicles? Or? Oh, yeah, but like everyone would always have utes and like on the farm there's always heaps of cars because yeah. people will have their family car, they'll have their you know, work, work ute, they might have like you know, other vehicles, they have motorbikes or whatever, you know, so there's no shortage of, you know, so if you know how to steal a car, you can, you know, steal a car. And I knew a couple of blokes where I grew up who stole cars and got killed and I know um, my brother was in a car that um, went into a ditch, like, yeah. you know, like. And happens a lot with kids in the it country. Was, you know, like it, nearly, they were fine. Nearly but. everyone I know who grew up in the country has a story like that. At least they know someone who's involved in some kind of accident. My kids I, mucking around in like, and people would go out fucking like shooting and stuff. <clears throat> they'd be fourteen, and they'd be like, yeah, shooting, you know, at night, you know, with a spotlight, drunk, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? That'd be fine. Bloody hell. And that's yeah. why we need Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> so please sponsor this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is going to have to be an abridged version because uh, uh, we've got shit to do. Okay, but we haven't finished the quiz. We've got one more question. Yeah. Um, let me find it. <laughs> the question is, do I have a secret ambition and what is it? Is it to fight crime dressed as a giant bat and then masturbate <laughs> on people? Because that would be a Big. great ending to this episode. Secret ambition. Um, uh, well, I mean, you have I'm an pretty, amb- I talk about everything. I'm, I, I mean, I do this podcast. If I have an ambition, you would probably, it would be documented by now. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that you, you probably... You know what, what's my ambition? Where do you, where, what have I told you about what I want to do? Where well, do you, you would like to write and produce films. Yes. So, perfect. Yeah. All right, so out of 20 questions, you got one, two, three, four, and a half points. Ah. Uh, Okay, so you got 15 and a half out of 20. It's not All right. bad. Yeah. What, does it have like a thing on the, the test to, to say how, you know, what a couple we are if I get 15 and a half or is it just not one of those things? Um, doesn't say. Because if it doesn't have a scale, score. what's the point of the fucking quiz? Yeah. How do you know I if you've gone well or not? <laughs> I should have done that before. I, like, I just saw the quiz and got excited. Yeah. How do you know your partner? Now I don't know if like 15 and a half is a good score or not. I'll have to leave that for another episode. That's what we should come up with. That's what we could sell as an idea. We could uh, do a compatibility test on people for podcasts. So we come up with a compatibility oh. thing and people sit them down and we're a consulting service that puts people together who are well, compatible. That's to a great pod- idea. Yeah. Do you enjoy discussions about Batman? But let's do it in the most like kind of slack way possible so we don't have to actually fucking talk to people and work out the compatible. We'll just use one of those text... Uh, you know, you said those late night ads oh, during those texts. 495. Yeah, text my name and see if you're yeah. compatible. Yeah. <laughs> 
You met a guy at a bar. You're having a good conversation. And you think, this could be a podcast. <laughs> That's what I should do is just text W-I-L to one of those numbers and say, I don't even need to do this fucking quiz. What a waste of our time. Okay. So we're winding it up. Yeah. Um, you can find us on the Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter. There's uh, some really awesome stuff going on about the uh, the Superpod, the Lost Superpod, Death of Superpod. Um, uh, people are sending in anyone who's got stuff from bootlegs. You know, oh, yeah, we should probably make an official like, "Hey, we're cool with bootlegs for this one." Totally. It's it's one of those things where look, and we're also doing. There's been so many people. It's been amazing who've come online to tell us about data recovery <laughs> and you know that offering to do things for us. You know, there's people out there trying to put together bits of bootlegs that other people sort of recorded on the night. We don't mind. We just love people to be able to hear it, you know, you know, try to find it in a quality that we can put out in some fashion. Well, so. as Greg said on, on Death of Superpod, this is our American quilt. Yep. <laughs> like, exactly. Everyone gets to sew a patch. Yeah. And so I've been wrapped already. I've seen poems online and all sorts of, you know, amazing stuff. So it's, it's been really cool. And, um, I, of course, always rate the show on iTunes because, you know, it helps us go up the iTunes charts and gets more people listening to the show and, you know, um, we were really inspired by doing the live shows and we're hoping that if we kind of build it up enough that we might get to do some more of them, you know. If public demand dictates it. Exactly. Essentially, we're happy to do them if we know that people will come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. See the blood! Daisy, Daisy. Rise of a machine.